Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbontoni. I'm feeling great because my Packers and my Lions, they both advanced. And Tony Kornheiser, you are such a fraud. You have no shame. <laughs> Cheryl is right. You cannot root for the Packers. You cannot do it. You know I did. I called you during the game. I was not rooting for the Cow Cowboys. I'm not rooting for anybody from the NFC East or West. Come on now. I'm a Midwestern kid. You have your own huh? team. You have the Bears. You root They're for the home. Bears, and that's it. They're at home. That's it. Welcome to PTI, grid. boys and girls. In today's episode, the Lions beat the Rams, the Texans blow out the Browns, and the Chiefs shut down the Dolphins. But we begin today with the Dallas Cowboys totally spitting the bit in the first round of the playoffs, going down 27-0 to the Packers in the first half <laughs> and losing <laughs> at home for the first time in 17 games. On the other side, Jordan Love was flawless. He exited the game with a quarterback rating of 157.2. So, Wilbon, is the headline the arrival of Love or the departure of the Cowboys? It's the departure of the Cowboys. We can get to Jordan Love. We got plenty of time. Uh, if, if, if the Packers' successive quarterback is any indication with Jordan Love, we got like 15 years to talk about Jordan Love. No, no, no. Let's start with the Cowboys. Let's start with being humiliated. I don't care about the, the points. I don't care about yards. I don't care about the schematics. I don't care about any of that. What we saw at the most basic level of sport, which people can understand in any sport who've ever played on any schoolyard or playground, was that the bully, the big bad team, got beat down got beat down on its own playground, got humiliated. They had no spirit. I, I, I don't care, Tony, about which players didn't play well and where the blame is today, and there's plenty of time for blame, too. But to sit there and watch it, and I, the first minute or so I was late until you called me and said, get off the golf course, get the TV on <laughs> now, because the Packers yeah. are just burning down the field. Tony. It's just the, the enormity of it, the humiliation. It's always the Cowboys' year, except it's never their damn year. And that beatdown has to be accounted for. Jerry Jones got to do something. You can't just run it yeah. back. Wow. Yeah, so I'm going to echo much of what you said because um, my sense of this is, and I've written a lot of these stories, you don't get to Jordan Love's name until the paragraph that begins in other news. It's yeah. unfair. He had a great game. He's great. He's, his last nine games have been great. He has 21 touchdown passes and one interception. And people like me who said that the GM and the coach were crazy to trade up to draft him, people like me were wrong. Okay, we were wrong. But the headline is how terrible the Cowboys were. And I will mention some names here. You know, I, I'm going to – the – Packers gained 8.9 yards on first downs throughout the entire game. What? The Cowboys are supposed to have this wonderful defense. Dan Quinn is a sainted defensive coordinator, and maybe he's going to be the head coach at Seattle. But that patina is completely off him. The guy you like the most, right? You like Michael more than anybody Michael else Parsons, in, yeah. in, in the entire, in the entire the league. league. He had no yes. game. So I don't want to hear None. about him. And I don't want to Got hear about how many yards – Dak Prescott actually passed for because they were garbage time yards. In the first half, he stunk when they were down 27 to nothing. Mike, this is a watershed and ignominious defeat for the Dallas Cowboys. It I, is. It, it absolutely it is. is. 
How do these people, how do you put that same group back in the building? And what people don't understand about sport when analytics take over is they don't understand spirit and how it can be drained from a huddle or a dugout or a bench or a locker room. They're drained. I wouldn't run it back with half of them. I'd get rid of half that team and maybe the coaches. The Dallas Cowboys were beaten by a team that barely got into the playoffs and essentially a rookie quarterback. And you use the word humiliated, and you're 100% right. It's humiliation. Wow. Man. Let's move then to the Lions beating the Rams. Jared Goff went 22 of 27 against the team that dumped him, traded him away in Detroit's first playoff win in 32 years. The Rams had a chance to go ahead late, but the refs didn't throw the flag on Cameron Sutton grabbing Puka Nakua's jersey on a crucial third and 14. Tony, is the thrill of the Lions' first playoff win in 32 years diminished by that missed call? Emphatically, no. Was it a bad call? Emphatically, yes. It was pass interference, Mike. This happens on every close play in every game, in every week in the NFL. There is hand fighting all the time. The referees miss that. That was P.I., but things balance out. The Detroit Lions had a win taken away from them against Dallas by the two-point conversion, which they said the the guy didn't report. So um, my sense of this is that Detroit, they haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. Nothing can diminish the fact that they won this. There is joy all over Detroit. In the past years, they've had... The Tigers have won, and the Red Wing won, and the Pistons have won. But I believe this is something like the second playoff win in 65 years for the Detroit Lions, and no lack of a call will diminish that, even a scintilla. Yeah, Tony, I think I agree. I I feel when teams have these situations and they're blown calls, um, you know, you could have expected maybe – uh, a, a coach to run on the field or come out with a telestrator a la Mike Brown after a game. But yeah. you, it's hard to say it's diminished, Tony, because as you point out, it happens every week. Every game has one of these, and it's going to go yes. against somebody. I just thought the way the, the Lions came out the way they needed to. And let me, let me tell you something. Look, people, people know certain stadiums. They know Lambeau. They know Jerry's World. They know certain They don't know Ford Field. I know Ford Field. I've been in it a few times. Tony, that's a home field advantage. They know Kansas City. They don't know that Detroit is every bit a home field advantage as any place in the league. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, I told you this. You and I discussed this on your podcast. I don't care about the Lions. I feel and felt for Detroit and for people from Michigan who have lived in this circumstance. The Lions are the Cubs. They're the football version of the Cubs. Yeah. They have been 70, almost 70 years, and they haven't won. They, they haven't been to the Super Bowl. I haven't even been. So I'm glad for been. them. It didn't diminish yeah. it to me, but I understand why there, the Rams would be ticked. There were a lot of great subplots. Jared Goff, yeah. the complete vindication, beating the team that dumped them. And, and – Honestly, Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit and getting booed lustily and understanding it and appreciating it and keeping his team in the game the whole time, right? He did. They're in the game. He did. So, yep. And then they get jobbed on the last pass. What are you going to do? We move on. The most impressive performance on Saturday belonged to Houston and C.J. Stroud. 
The Texans put an emphatic end to the Joe Flacco story, getting two pick sixes on him. Rookie C.J. Stroud was sensational. He had the same rating as Jordan Love, 157.2. He had the greatest playoff game statistically of all time by a rookie quarterback. The whole time. Wilvon, what did you see when you watched C.J. Stroud? I saw Dan Marino, not in terms of form, but remember how great Dan Marino was right away, right? Right away. Early. Early. Ben, ben, Ro- ben Roethlisberger. I mean, every, I don't know, you know, 15, 20 years, you get a kid who's a kid, who's a fresh-faced kid. We're going to look back in X number of years and say, oh, my God, how young was C.J. Stroud? And they just perform at a level that doesn't make sense. There's a poise attached to that that you just go, my, 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 where did this come from? And, of course, it comes first from performance, and then you get the poise, not the other way around. This is not chicken egg. We know where it comes from. But, wow, who, who wouldn't want to – wouldn't you – I mean, half the teams in the league right now would trade their veteran quarterbacks for C.J. Stroud. Yep. No, there's, there's – like, there's no question of that. What, I saw two things about C.J. Stroud that didn't necessarily completely involve C.J. Stroud. I thought I saw Carolina Panthers fans saying, ooh, what did we do with the number one pick? And, and I saw yeah. a guy whose name is Bobby Slowick. He's the offensive coordinator for Houston. And, and Mike – if he walked into this room right now and said, hi, I'm Bobby Slowick, I wouldn't know him. But this guy work. announced himself as a, as a head coaching candidate because on yeah. every single play, a receiver for Houston was running free. Every single play. And then Stroud found that guy. I, I mean, this was remarkable against allegedly one of the great defenses, you know, the best defense in the league, right? Best def- Where were yes. they? Miles Garrett yes. had a Micah Parsons circumstance there. The coaching... The coaching on both teams was great all year, but the coaching for Houston, Houston. in this particular game, Houston. they won both, both sides, sides of the ball, Mike. They won oh, both yeah. sides. They, they won both sides. No they were, you know, and, and, you know, Nakua would be rookie of the year in any other year, and he's not this year. Except Because this C. kid walked into J. a 3-13-1 team, and now they're 11-7, and seven, and he's got a lot to do with it. He had five interceptions all year. Let's take a break. Coming up is the Chiefs' convincing win over the Dolphins, a harbinger of things to come. Was it convincing? Eh. Do the Eagles or the Buccaneers have the edge tonight? There's the no snow in Tampa. Just no snow there. Well, there's three to yep. five here in Washington. See you soon. Pardon the interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. It's time to find out what's itching your britches in mail time. I like that phrase. Let me get the first one for you, Mike. Here we go. Did the Chiefs convince you that they could go on a run? No. No. And it had nothing to do, Tony, with sort of a dominating victory by the Chiefs. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with the opponent. And don't tell me that Miami put up some great struggle, put up some great fight, played impressively, because Miami didn't. And Miami wasn't going to. And when you saw it was zero or minus four with minus 27 wind chill. And the Miami people didn't even want to be within a thousand miles of Kansas City on Saturday. That that was just done. That was a buy. That was a homecoming situation. So, no, Kansas City had no chance of convincing me of anything because of the opponent. Now, they'll have plenty of chance this coming week. So, Fine, but the Miami Dolphins, as I said Friday, and I know you agreed with this, had no chance in that game whatsoever. So the Chiefs have convinced me of nothing yet. Yeah, I, I agree with the sentiment of that, and the Chiefs have convinced me of nothing because of the weather and because Miami, as you said, had no chance. Look, I like the Chiefs. I would like to yeah. see the Chiefs against the Ravens, okay? When I watched the beginning of that game and I saw the Chiefs take the ball all the way down the field and score, I wrote in a W for the Chiefs. The sad thing for me was I had to wait until this morning to find out if that was true. And here I go with my old man rant because I didn't get Peacock where I was in Delaware because I didn't think you should have to pay a toll to watch an NFL playoff game. This is not some Thursday night game, random Thursday night. This is a playoff game. Tens of millions of Americans for a million years have been able to watch playoff games for free and not have to pay a toll. So I'm old and I don't understand streaming. But as I told you this morning, I think Roger Goodell should go before a congressional committee and explain how come you couldn't watch this game without plunking down money that day. And I'm well, sorry you know for what, sounding you know like what, an M- old dope. No, you know what NBC and Peacock are doing? They're strutting. They're yep, saying we got 23 million. This is the greatest That's streaming right. event in American history. I told you I will send Great you cash, homie. Straight cash. I will send you Derek from Casaplex. I will send him by your house to set up your streaming. I, if, if I'm stream friendly, everybody could be stream friendly. Thank you. This is what's next. <laughs> Are you leaning towards the Eagles or the Bucks tonight? The Eagles. I, I, I think I just don't see the Bucks having any chance. Baker Mayfield is banged up. We don't know how healthy he is, even though from all indications he'll be out there. And it's terrific because he's had a, a really good season. But, no, I think the Eagles bounce back. I think they hit rock bottom. They actually hit it already. Um, there's, yeah. there's no circumstance which, to me, points to the Eagles having some massive struggle. The Eagles need to recover. They need to go out there and play some power football like they are capable of. Stop being cute. Stop being fancy. Go play power football. They ought to run the brotherly shove like 30 plays in a row. Go play power football and beat Tampa and advance to the next round. 
I'm not happy with the show today because I have no disagreement with you whatsoever. I, too, am leaning <laughs> towards the Eagles because I cannot bring myself to believe that they're this bad. I understand right. that they've Me lost either. five out of the last six, but I can't believe it. They started out 10-1, and one, and if I'm not mistaken, in a three-game stretch, they beat Dallas, Kansas City, and Buffalo. And then, boom, the bottom dropped out. I mean, no disrespect to Tampa Bay, but they're not very good. They won a lousy division. They're 4-4 four and four at home over the course of this year. They needed to beat Carolina last week to win the division. They scored even nine points. Yeah. In nine points. Field so goals. my response is, if the Eagles don't beat them tonight, I will crush the Eagles tomorrow. Just Mike, yeah. on muscle memory alone, they're yeah. supposed to win this game. I think they got very lucky with this draw, don't you? Very yes, lucky. Yes, Tony, and I have thoroughly rejected the notion that anybody should be fired on the Eagles. Fire Syria. I have, I have rejected that notion for this last several weeks as that has started to grow louder. But if they lose to Tampa, coming off three field goals, as you point out, against Carolina, Tampa is about as good as Miami. Not even as good as Miami. And the Eagles should beat them and recover and then see what's left of their season. Enough email. Let us take one last break, but still to come. Jim Harbaugh meets with the Chargers. Too bad the Bears don't have an opening, right, Wilbon? Yeah, we don't. We really don't have an opening. I don't know how I feel about that. It's Dame time in Milwaukee, finally. Took a little while. That's all right. You knew how to find it. Dame time. You wanted Harbaugh. You wanted Harbaugh for the Bears. You said it 10 times. For years. For years. For years. Yes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 28th birthday, Debo Samuel. The 49ers running back slash receiver is one of the most versatile, most dangerous offensive players in the NFL. This season, Samuel had 60 catches for 892 yards and seven receiving touchdowns. He also had 37 rushes for 225 yards and five rushing touchdowns. Samuel got hurt and missed two full games and half of a third. The 49ers lost all three of those games. Samuel was a second round pick in 2019 out of South Carolina. 
Kyle Shanahan has the most varied offense in the league. Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk can pretty much score from anywhere. The 49ers are probably number one on the wish list of every quarterback. Brock Purdy landed just right. Tony, for the first 90 years of the NFL, Debo Samuel would have been Devin Hester. He would have been maybe the greatest kick returner of all time. But now the league doesn't have kick returns anymore. The league took out the most exciting play you could have yep. on a Sunday. So he's, you know, That's Kyle right. Shanahan, good for him that he's figured out this new way to use such a potent weapon. But it would have looked different in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and even the aughts. Happy anniversary, Trent Tucker. On this day, 34 years ago, the Knicks three-point specialist caught an inbounds pass with one-tenth of a second left, hit a game-winning three for a win over the Chicago Bulls. After the game, Chicago filed a protest, claiming it was impossible for someone to catch the ball and get off the three in such a short time. Bulls coach Phil Jackson said, quote, a second or two maybe, but in one-tenth of a second, it can't be done, unquote. The NBA ruled that the Knicks could keep the victory, but established a rule that a catch and shoot would not count unless there were three-tenths of a second on the clock. That rule is still known as the Trent Tucker rule. Tucker played 11 seasons, his last one for Jackson in Chicago, winning his only ring in 1993. You'll have to excuse some of us for thinking that the NBA will do anything to help the Knicks and Lakers. That's what a certain coach believed earlier last week, that the league will do anything to help specifically the Knicks and the Lakers. And you know what? Yeah. When you get stuff like that, the optics are a little bit difficult to just uh, dismiss. Yeah, they haven't helped the Knicks in the last 30 years, have they? <laughs> How many championships do they have? Zero would be Got the they correct answer. Gave them that game. Gave them that game. Happy trails. Happy trails to last night's game for the Kings. Damian Lillard hit a game-winning three at the overtime buzzer last night in Milwaukee to beat Sacramento and pointed to where he would wear a watch, his signature dame-time gesture. It was Milwaukee's third win in a row after losing four of five and being called out by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Sacramento led by four points late in the overtime, but their coach, Mike Brown, wasn't around to guide him home because he'd been tossed with 9.27 left in the fourth quarter for screaming at an official. After screaming. the game, Brown brought out a laptop to conduct a tutorial on how bad the calls were. I hope Brown thinks that lecture was worth the $25,000 it will cost him at least. Deer and Fox and Malik Monk can't miss free throws down the stretch. They got to seal that game, and then there's no chance for Dame time. Mike Brown is the, the, the most mild-mannered guy you're ever going to meet on an NBA sideline. He didn't get ejected for screaming. He got ejected for going crazy and had to be dragged off. Wow, that was some confrontation. Mike Brown, and Mike Brown, just a great guy, very out of character for him, very. Big finish, here we go. The Chargers interview, interviewed your boy Jim Harbaugh today. Is that a good fit? Maybe, you know, they got other people to check with and we will see what happens with their interview list, Tony. Caleb Williams, my man, and J.J. McCarthy are officially entering the draft. You like both these guys in the NFL? I certainly like Caleb Williams. He's gonna go number one. McCarthy has a really big arm. He just wasn't asked to pass all that much. So he's sort of an unknown quantity at this point. Draymond Green returns this evening against the Grizzlies. What do you expect? The Grizzlies have no squad. Everyone's out forever. They have no team. It's not even a game. Washington hired Arizona's Jed Fish to replace Kalen DeBoer. Does that make sense? 
Here's his last three years, 1-11, 5-7, Come on, the guy did great at Arizona. Last one, Naomi Osaka lost her first match at the Aussie Open. Your thoughts? When you come back with no standing, you played really good players early on. She lost to the number 16 seed, 6-4, in a high-quality match. I just hope she sticks with it and doesn't get discouraged. You know, Osaka's my favorite. I know. We're out of time. Trying to better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads.